0: Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 108 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is Let's Get Seasonal. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the always summertime TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? It's getting a little warmer
1: here, so I can start wearing, you know, the shorts and the, um a hoodie now. So I'm I'm getting a little happier. It's yes. been a, it was a really long winter because we had really cold, snowy days. But other than that, you know, it is getting a bit seasonal. But the only problem is the allergies. You can't win it all, can you? No. All right, so I have some big news this morning. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, You're I guess ready. It's afternoon for you. Yeah. So Earl's Court, which is officially called The Date, is live.
0: Oh, you and your surprise launches.
1: No, I said last time I was getting it out to the art team.
0: Oh, <laughs> the yeah. The next step. Oh, the yeah. The next step is launch. <laughs> Do you know what? There's been a lot going on for me. So, yeah. Well done. Yay. Yay for launching
1: what i don't get a toot toot so the funny thing about the title of this one because um back in episode 101 we were discussing the ideal first dates and at the time i was still in the writing editing stage of the date and it didn't even fucking enter my mind when we were having this conversation about ideal first dates that i was writing an entire novel about disastrous first date didn't enter my mind at all (laughs) to mention it but the date is kind of like the setup. It's another uh, another romance set in London where an American moves to London. And in the date, an American moves to London with her rambunctious Boston Terrier, kind of like what I did with mine. But the difference is in this story is um, she moves in next door to a really hot neighbor. I didn't really have the really hot neighbor. But yeah, the, and the, the premise of the story is... They just keep having disasters, one disaster after another. So um, it was kind of a lot of fun to write. And, of course, I got to return to London, fictionally. Because yeah. I don't want to go there in person yet, because I don't want to struggle again. So, yeah. So that's that's
0: out. Good. Today. Well, well done. And um, everybody, rush out and read it. Um, I enjoyed the setup. I will try and read this one if you send it to me. Um, <laughs> uh, I will just say that uh, fictional uh, hot neighbours... Hot neighbours generally exist in fiction don't they but when we moved in here we had a hot neighbour Oh really Yeah
1: Did he did just like goggle this or, or ogle this person all the time
0: Uh no because I'm 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 not that kind of girl TB I would just be jolly to her and say hello how do you uh but then it was sad because then she just moved one day Literally we, uh-huh. we we went away to Japan on holiday for like two, two three weeks and when we came back she moved. She sent us a card and said, "Sorry, it will happen really quickly." I felt like wounded.
1: He <laughs> lost the hot chick. That's <laughs> terrible. All right. In other news, um, last time on the podcast, I mentioned I was working on a techie thing. I can now announce um, when this episode goes live on Monday, April something numbers. I don't know.
0: April the fifth.
1: April the fifth. Our new uh, fancy buy me a coffee. Button will be on the front page, and this is just something where if people, the listeners like what we're doing and they want to buy us a coffee, obviously not literally, because that would be hard. But um, you can you can click on this button and um, buy us a coffee and just say you know thanks, we appreciate all that you do. So that should I still have to add the widget to the website, but that shouldn't be so hard. The rest of all the things, so like when you go onto the website, it only takes a minute to set up. That's if you have everything on the back end ready to go. <laughs> then, yes, the setup was a minute, but I had to set up all the stuff behind the scenes. So, that is that is almost done. So, we're entering what, what, what phase is this?
0: The buy me a coffee phase. Yes, we're
1: entering <laughs> the buy me a coffee phase. So.
0: And just to say, uh, any any um, coffees, virtual coffees that you buy us, all that money uh, will go towards just the running of the up, upkeep of the podcast and the website. So, anything. Uh, any donations gratefully received if you like what we do we appreciate it
1: yeah there's unfortunately with any website or anything there is fees that go involved and lastly the thing i've got uh, um, i accomplished since we last spoke is um i got my mammogram done
0: oh well done it has
1: taken me it has taken me months to get all the steps for my yearly health exam which usually takes like a week (laughs) but with covid times you have to really plan everything out so Mammogram's done, the blood tests are done, the physical's done, um healthy. The only thing I have left to get done is have my eyes checked. That's not a huge, dire concern right now. So I'm healthy on all fronts.
0: You're healthy and you're not eating cookie dough anymore. So do you know what that deserves, TB? Toot toot.
1: (laughs) Now, it would be nice if I could eat the cookie dough and then get a toot toot because that seems like. Toot toot for not eating cookie dough? That sounds like a sad world. (laughs) Sad, sad world. Anywho, so yeah that's what's been going on with me i launched a book we have buy me a coffee button and i got my mammogram which is always fun yeah all the women out there who've had it we
0: all know how exciting that is we do we do i had my first one uh last year and it was well no end of joy so what have i been up to well um i did get back to i I think i was just just on the last leg of my first uh draft of london eight big London dreams last time so I finished it uh so that's good toot toot can I get a toot Toot toot, toot. <laughs> um so yeah so I finished it I sort of worked all weekend to finish it and then last week I didn't get very far in the second edit I think I could probably always have this sort of lag in time if I you know between the first edit and the second edit it's I, I need a little bit of time but also I know that we were talking about uh last time around should I push my pre-order on it? Because um, if you don't know, this is the first time I've ever done a pre-order. And then I've had some family uh, drama and family issues that's going to be ongoing. So I was umming and ahring whether to push my pre-order. And I know through your good advice, um, you just said talk to people, see what can happen. So I did last week. That's for anyone else who has this dilemma. Um, I talked to Amazon. I talked to uh, draft digital who who I was uh, pre releasing my pre-order with on all the other platforms and I talked to my editor and I got extensions with all of them so my pre-order has now been pushed by seven weeks and my editor deadline has been pushed by six weeks so it's all kind of just jumped forward six or seven weeks so I'm that's given me a little bit of time to breathe so that's good because I know that I will be uh, up and down to my hometown to deal with issues so I'm, I'm a bit happier about it now
1: Excellent. I'm glad it worked out. I remember when I was uh, teaching at the university level, whenever I there was a big paper coming up, I used to tell my students, if you're going to miss this deadline and there's a valid reason, tell me ahead of time. I can work better with you if you tell me ahead of time than when you come in the day it's due and be like, oh, I didn't get it done. So, yeah, I'm always, I'm always for being proactive and telling people, hey, hey this isn't going to work out. What can we do to make it work out? And it's a valid reason on your end. You've you've been dealing with a lot of stuff, so yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you have a bit more breathing room.
0: Yes, it's good. And I think the book will be better for it because uh, I was panicking about it. And, you know, I I, I I do know the best thing to do is to talk to people, but sometimes you forget it, don't you? So it's good to have it pointed out. I did also speak to my very practical friend and she said the same thing. So it's, I was like, okay, I'll do that. Uh, what's the other wait, thing? Wait, I'll... wait, wait. Hmm.
1: I don't
0: count as your very practical friend. What uh, is that, because of math? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that space was filled a long time ago, TV. I i have only got room for one practical friend. What else have I been doing? Um, the Long Weekend audiobook, wow, uh, it is done. I, I finished the proofing as well um, on that uh, in the last couple of weeks. I uh, then had to upload it to ACX and to Findaway Voices because it's wide um, across all the platforms now i remember you know that the uh upload speed in our house is is terrible so (laughs) it takes quite a long it 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 takes quite a long time to upload um anything so uh it's always a little bit painful and then acx and findaway voices their back end is just a bit it's not brilliant so they just kept dropping chapters so it was a painful uh, little while, but it's all up and done. And I, I got it all done yesterday. And today I got an email back from Findaway Voices saying that it's past quality control. So the difference between <laughs> Findaway Voices and ACX is, is vast. So uh, ACX, who knows when that's going to come back and say it's past quality control. I don't know, but it's done. And um, just as I got one off my plate now, um, Hot London Nights, the audiobook came through today. So I'll be doing that over the Easter weekend, proofing that. So tastic, that's what I am, but it's nice to have another one off my plate.
1: Excellent, and, and yeah, it is amazing, ACX. Um, fingers crossed it releases in 2022.
0: You can only hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would be good speed for them. In other health news, you had your mammogram, that's great. I had my first vaccination.
1: Oh, excellent, that's exciting. How was it?
0: It was pain-free and quick and... Very well organised. I had it in uh, Charlton Athletic football ground, which, by Co-in- coinky dink, is my dad's uh, football team. So, and they did it in a hospitality suite overlooking the pitch. So, I've been to quite a few oh. football games there. It's like a twenty-five minute walk from my front door. So, it was a, it was a familiar place to go. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was painless and and great. So, um, we'll wait until I get the next one, uh, which will be in eleven minutes. Did weeks.
1: you did you just get it, or did both of you?
0: Just me. I'm uh, five years older than Yvonne, so I was clearly in the trench from from my surgery. I mean, I was quite surprised that they're they're into the forties now, because we were told like you have to be over fifty to get the uh, vaccine. But I I think they're doing the the forty five to fifty. Uh, Yvonne is below that. Well, okay. this This week, um, I have some news this week. On April the 10th, twice-in-a-lifetime audio will be up for a chirp deal. So if you buy your audio anywhere but Audible, so on any of the other platforms, um, it's $2.99 for about a week or so. Actually, I think maybe a month. So um, if you want an audio deal, go and get twice-in-a-lifetime read by the wonderful TJ Richards. And the final thing... My wife and I went for a walkabout this week. We went further than Greenwich. I know. Oh, uh, wow, you left you left your burrow. <laughs> yes, because the stay-at-home orders have been lifted. So it's ex- very exciting. So we went uh, at, on a walkabout West London, which I know that you know. So we, we started off uh, in the White City because that's where Big London Dreams is going to be set. So I wanted to go and walk around it, walk around the estate that the uh, my main character lives in and uh, have a look at it. And then we walked from White City to Shepherd's Bush which is going to feature and then from shepherd's bush we walked along holland park avenue to notting hill and then we walked to the Kennington memorial gardens and then high park and then green park and then home so we walked for four hours because there's nothing else to do because nothing's open but we did manage to get a coffee and a sandwich along the way so that was nice yeah, and you got some vitamin
1: d which we all need because we've all been inside <laughs> all right should uh sounds like you've had a busy time should we move on the comments let's go for, i have one comment this time for this episode, uh, we had a comment from S. W. Anderson on Twitter. She was saying that listening to our episodes could be dangerous to her health because uh, S. W. almost dropped a weight bar on her head when bursting out laughing. So she's considering only doing cardio while listening to us. Um, we really hope we don't impair or injure anybody, but we can't help with the humor. We can't because naturally declare. I just have to try. <laughs>
0: we can't we're just like so funny i mean i just i trip myself up all the time walking around the house because i'm so funny no i don't uh yeah but don't fall off the uh treadmill if you're doing running as well do you know it, when i when i used to go to the gym way back when when you could go to the gym uh, and i used to run the amount of times i would drift away too far from where my phone was and then pull it and then my headphones would come out and my phone would scatter it yeah it's dangerous the gym
1: i just don't like the gym so i don't go i don't i don't know the dangers
0: i avoid it okay over here we've got one comment uh this was a really long email that came in from becca and um thank you so much becca It it was a really lovely um heartfelt email um and she was addressing the fact that i i'm i've been having a bit of a hard time and she hoped She says she hoped things things get better soon. So thank you very much. And Becca said um, she found my books at the worst of times after a horrible year Um, that fell on her head without warning her long-term partner Helen died and since then um, my books has been her lifeline to sanity and our podcast has as well so that's really nice isn't it and she says she really does admire what we do we encourage um, others to create our lives to create something special and to enjoy the opportunities and have the courage with our relationship in spite of other people's prejudices she says you guys rock It's like having a whole bunch of friends who understand my world. So thank you, Becca. That was such a lovely comment. And I'm really happy that my books, TB's books, and our podcast um, have been helping you this year. That's our aim. Cool. So if you've got a comment, do uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Now let's get on to the main topic, TB, which is let's get seasonal. Now, I've got a first question for you. If you were a season, what would you be?
1: If I was a season, it would have to be summer. I mean, I, I picture summer as, like, not being the serious season. Like, it's the time where you throw on flip-flops and a t-shirt and, like, you just take a lot of time off. I mean, do I seem like a serious person to you? I
0: don't know. It depends on the day I catch you, really.
1: I don't know. I feel like I'm more of the playful, playful one. So, yeah, it would have to be summer. What, what season would you be?
0: Do you know, I, I set this question right. I should have had Nancy, yeah? But i don't know you see i i think of myself as like one of those pizzas you know that you get uh the, where the four the four seasons pizza well like uh, i'm a, i'm an indecisive pizza season that's what i am i'm a bit of i'm a bit of more i never know what season i'd be because i like summer i like spring i like autumn i like winter i like them all i'm just in love with the seasons yeah. see
1: the funny thing is like summer is my least favorite season I don't know what that says about me if I said summer. <laughs> <laughs> your least
0: favorite, I was quite surprised you said summer <laughs> because I did think you hated it.
1: I don't. I love the feel of summer. I, I, my body does not handle hot weather and humidity, and I live in uh, Massachusetts where we have the deadly combo of hot weather and humidity. But, like, if it was, like, a more... I used to love summer in Britain because it never got too hot and mm. the humidity was very rare.
0: I'm just thinking if I had to be pushed, maybe I'd be spring. Because I do like this the weather at the moment and, and my favourite months of the year are May and June. So I'd probably be spring, right?
1: I would, yes. Yes, <laughs> I would put you in that
0: category. <laughs> what do we mean, then, when, we're gonna, when we say, let's get seasonal?
1: One of your goals as a writer is you can't just create your characters in a blank void or an empty void. You have to... Um, give them a sense of place in addressing seasons does two things for you it roots your reader into what time of year it is so, so you can just mention like daffodils or something and, and it immediately clues in people that works it's spring but it also helps you indicate the passage of time because if you start like a book in over the holidays the uh, uh december area and then like you start a chapter saying like you know the crocuses are popping up the reader knows that is now spring time has passed and you don't have to say on April 3rd 2020 I did this yeah, because um you want you don't want your storytelling to be more like a diary entry you want it to be more you want it to flow so including details about a season gives you it helps with the sense of place your characters aren't just wandering around that big empty void talking a lot and it helps indicate the passage of time so it's a little simple trick at least in my opinion what about you?
0: I agree. Instead of saying June gay way to July, July, not July. That's a new. That's a new new month. But, but... maybe that's your season, July. <laughs> <laughs> I love July. Um, she sounds like a lady that I once went out with. oh July. I miss her. You can reference uh, not just the weather. Remember, so obviously the weather and sort of. I don't know why. Why is it that whenever we think about seasons we think about the flowers that's a bit weird isn't
1: it i'm a flower person like a lot of like i love i surround myself with flowers i can't have real ones in my house because i'm deathly allergic to them well not deathly but i'm a writer so i I exaggerate a bit
0: but uh, (laughs) don't send tb roses she might die (laughs) oh my god
1: i had one ex who just would not could not figure out the fact that i did not like being given flowers and she would always give me flowers and i'd be like again really why why but yeah, um, I love flowers, so that's one of the things. But also, we're entering, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, we're entering spring. So, when we started talking about this, uh, spring flowers came to mind right away because yes. this is the season we're entering.
0: So, but yeah, you, you have to know your flowers. <laughs> um, for instance, when we went on this walk uh, around uh, Notting Hill area recently, I was l- pointing out some flowers. I took some pictures because obviously my book starts uh, around this time. So I thought, hmm, I should, I should take some pictures of what's around so I can reference them. And I was like, well, what's that pink flower? We didn't know, but we'll have a look. Yvonne thought it might be Magnolia, but we'll have a look. But you know, it, it's oh. ha- it's helpful if you know your flowers or unlike me, I've got a, a niece who's a florist. So I just sent her pictures and say, what's this? Well, you can Google that's, it.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. You know? holland park area at this time of year is so pretty mm. they, it just is a burst of
0: color yeah and very rich big mansion blocks a, a lovely place to walk around so but i was gonna say as well as uh weather uh, sorry yeah flowers or weather um you could also reference events so events that everybody will know uh, so for instance, if you, uh, Wimbledon takes place on the last week of June and the first week of July. So I think that's pretty well known around the world. So you could say it was the week of the Wimbledon finals or something like that, as well as referencing seasonal flowers. Or you could say something like it was the first time Emma had been able to wear her lighter spring jacket this year. So that sort of references the fact that at the moment, you know, today is 23 degrees in the UK, but in three days time, it's going to be 10 degrees. so I guess it it also depends where your book is set because uh, you know I don't know if your area is more dependable with weather but you know it, it could be the summer in the UK but it might rain all summer long I've had many summers where it's just rained non-stop and I have been sad summer of 2007 you know Rihanna's Umbrella Ella Ella song it was very apt for that summer in the UK because all it did was rain, and all we did was walk around with umbrellas. Just because it is a particular season, depends where you are, doesn't mean that it's gonna be, if it's summer, hot, if it's winter, cold. We've had snow at Easter. We've had really hot weather in October. It it can it can change.
1: Yeah, it, it's pretty changeable here. Um, but I remember when I lived in Tooting for a year there, like we had an April where it rained every day, and I just called it the April of mud. Because I had a dog at the time, and every day when we went for a walk, we would go out to the park, and he would get so money. And it was a surprise for him every single time. He was so happy. He loved to get all money, but it was a surprise for him every time when we got home where I picked him up and put him in the bath right away. And he's like, really, again? <laughs> like I'm like, how are you surprised? Every day we've been doing this. <laughs> Another way to uh, mark this different seasons is, I, I think it was in the Girl Love Happens uh, um, series, I needed to mark that a few months had passed but instead of saying that I had them eating um conversation hearts which is a candy that's popular here for valentine's day so you can just add these little details like reference like a, a different holiday or something where the, it, the readers are like oh okay it's no longer christmas because they're you know it's valentine's day it's different it's
0: february <laughs> and similarly um as we were talking about give your readers um a sense a sense of the time so if it's say for instance Christmas for instance when I was writing Christmas in Mistletoe which is another thing I did this week actually I put that wide it's been wide for about about six weeks but I've just forgot to put it wide so I took it out of Kindle Unlimited and then didn't put it anywhere So uh, if you do that, everyone, remember to put it on all the different platforms. Otherwise, you may as well have left it in. Top tip from, uh, from this veteran author here. In Christmas in Mistletoe, um, obviously, the clues in the title on that one. You know, it's pretty seasonal. You know where you are with a Christmas book. But if you have uh, a Christmas uh, thing in, a, in another book, because, you know, that could just be part of the story, um, you could reference the light, the smells, the bustle, the shopping. Always remember... That if it's an event or a or, or weather or flowers or some kind of a, a, other thing that denotes that um, season, make sure that your characters experience it through all five senses. So it's not just uh, what what they can see uh, or what they can hear. Remember, they can taste things, they can touch things, and what's the other one? There's five senses. What's the other one? Hear, see, and hear. You, taste. You, you um you
1: see, hear, touch, taste. What's the (laughs) fucking. Why are you asking me something that has something to do with a number? Every time I listen back to our episodes, when I try to do anything with numbers, I fuck it up beyond belief.
0: Sight, smell, taste, touch. There's one we're missing.
1: (laughs) Sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch.
0: There you go. As with anything you're writing, the character has to experience him through all of those things. Uh, if, if you're constantly saying this is what the character sees, your reader will get bored. So um, describe the emotion and describe the sense.
1: Yeah, and I have one final tip, if, especially if like maybe your book takes place over a year and you've opened it up in winter and in the beginning chapter or so um, your character sees the bare trees as as depressing and how everything is as bleak and then if you end it A year after that point have her see the potential now those bare trees they have potential everything is going to bloom soon so you can have the callback of how she was so depressed in the beginning but now she's found love and now she's just ready to bloom so remember to do all of that um to increase the emotional high at the end
0: beautiful i love that wow you see it's not just it's not just listeners that are learning it's it's me that's learning from you tb I wasn't sure because your face was
1: really scrunching when I was saying that, and I was like, "What am I saying?" This, but, like, so, but then
0: you're like, "Beautiful." I'm like, "It wasn't matching your face." No, that was a great, a great tip. So yes, just remember, um, seasons are a great way to to mark the passage of time through your book, uh, but you can do it by events, by nature, by the weather. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Let us know what about your tips for telling readers. What season it is? What have you used in your writing? And if you, if you're just, uh, if you're a reader of books, let us know if you notice these things or if it's just seamless. Well,
1: hopefully it's seamless, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, authors reading books will pick
0: up on it more i think than the readers will mm. and it's but always, that's that's our, that's our job yes and it's always a good tip uh, if you are an author I'd, I'd quite like to try and look out for these things because sometimes you'll pick something up from a book you're reading right and you think oh that's a good way to do it so um yeah always when you're reading read with a an analytical mind quite often i don't right. because you know I, I, i've turned my brain I've i've switched the button to non-analytical there's a button. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I'm missing. Yeah, it's just. A, I think I'm missing this button. It's just I at the, don't think I'm ever analytical. <laughs> it's just at the base of my skull. Do you not have it? no oh, Okay. Shame. I think it was removed. <laughs> right in. Let us know if you have the analytical, non analytical button. And my God, that is difficult to say. So don't make me again. All right. Ways to get in touch. Get in touch via the website uh, write.com, Email write at gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us, Instagram me. And join us next week when we will be talking about drum roll. I'm ready for TB's red face the whole way through. We're talking about words to describe your lady bits. Oh, I
1: hate you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good week. Keep writing. Take care. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.